Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but you got to know this, Final Forms is more than just registration. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it's a service that provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, about all the athletic forms that are involved, uh, can help with team communication, with attendance, and even certification management for coaches. For ADs, it can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes to take the next steps and find out what final forms can do for you and your athletic department. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake and find out exactly what final forms can do for you. We also want to thank Violet Defense for their support. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com right now for more information about their great products. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement at the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're in a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They have a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589 or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams using analytics and video. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges. And the pros even use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your school and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com 
and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your school by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their professionals. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And we also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials. And then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're gonna stay right in Florida today and we're going to be visiting with Sean Flynn. Sean is the president of sports and education for Sure People. Uh, they're out of Miami, Florida. He's going to tell us a little bit more about uh, Sure People and what it does. But Sean Flynn, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks for thanks for having the time, and uh, it was good to get some, you know get a couple of Florida people on on here. So it's always absolutely you know, okay. Sunshine State flavor down here. I love it. Yeah. For our listeners, uh, Sean and I connected, uh, you know, through LinkedIn, you know, I, I saw, you know, his, um, uh, you know, some posts about his company, and it was very intriguing as a longtime coach and athletic director. He's going to get into that uh, later on. But Sean, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that five minute bio. Where were you born? Where, where'd you grow up and go to school and, and kind of how your path has led you to your position now with Sure People? Yeah, great. Appreciate that. Thanks. Uh, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, left there to go to undergraduate school and play soccer at St. Mary's University. It's in San Antonio, Texas. So I uh, spent my four years there uh, in undergrad program playing soccer. Uh, stayed in San Antonio for a little bit after that. Uh, had a degree in accounting uh, and worked at a company called HEB. So if you've if you got some folks on here from Texas, I'm sure they're familiar with HEB. They've got about 99% of the market share for groceries in, in that part of the world. Uh, realized that accounting wasn't for me quickly, uh, like almost immediately. And I had to go you know, find my right path, my right journey. Uh, and uh, did a lot of soul searching and, and realized, you know, I had to follow my passion, which was really sports. And um, how would I do that? I didn't know from being an accountant for a grocery company. So uh, did as much as I could back in the day before internet in terms of how do I get on a path that makes more sense for me and aligns with my passions and, and, and likes. Uh, but eventually figured out, you know, I need to go back to school probably. Uh, so did some research and, under, and really unveiled that there's a couple of different platform, uh, programs back in the day and mid nineties uh, that really focused on sports management and uh, sports administration. Uh, now it's prevalent it's on every campus and you know across the country. But you know in the mid '90s it, it wasn't as prevalent. So I identified a school down here in South Florida called St. Thomas University. It actually was the first graduate level program for sports management in the country. Uh, it had been doing it for a while. Had a great list of alums that have kind of gone through the program and established themselves. So there was a track record. So gave up my accounting job. Went back to school, moved to Miami, and uh, was on my path, uh, which I've been on now for, I guess we're going on almost 28 years. It was 2022. Wow. Uh, 28 years, I think. And, you know, that was it. So I graduated from there with a master's degree in sports administration and really focused at that point kind of on the business side and, and marketing and 
sales and communications and event management and things like that. Uh, so spent some time with the USL, which is a soccer league. It's uh, if you look at the structure of US soccer, the MLS is at the top. The USL has division two and kind of lower divisions. Uh, really well established. This was the beginning of that back in the late 90s. I served as director of marketing and sales there for three or four years. Uh, that's located in Tampa, Florida, uh, stayed in Tampa, uh, hooked up with the Tampa Bay Lightning and, and the arena there. Uh, spent about five years working in the NHL with Tampa Bay Lightning and, and, and on the arena side and the event side. Came down to South Florida in 2003 uh, with then Florida Marlins, now Miami Marlins, and was lucky enough to win a World Series in our, my first year there. Uh, and spent 13 years in Major League Baseball with the Marlins. And if anybody's familiar with the, the uh, ups and downs of the Marlins, it was a, a roller coaster ride when that World Series got kind of down and had a couple up years. We opened a new building. We changed, we changed, we rebranded from Florida Marlins to Miami Marlins with a whole new identity camp uh, platform. So uh, that was an interesting ride. Uh, a lot of great experiences. Uh, and then uh, after that, moved over, went back to, I was, I'm a soccer player. I played, I think I mentioned earlier that I did play soccer collegiately and a little bit after. Um, stayed in South Florida, stayed in Miami uh, as the CEO of Miami FC, which is now currently playing in the USL where I started back in the 90s. Uh, so spent about four years there uh, overseeing all operations in terms of in team operations and, and the business side. Uh, really loved it, obviously, as a soccer player, having a passion for, for the sport really aligned with what I was really looking to do and, and at that point in my life and career. Uh, and then this kind of the sure athlete, which now we're sure people, had always been percolating a, a dear friend of mine, a Chicago-based uh, entrepreneur by the name of Nico Draculis, was working on a project that he called me up about you know, when I was with Marlon, I said, hey, I've got this new thing I'm on. It's called Sure People. It's a psychometric and behavioral analytics platform. We're going to do this and all this and change the world. I'm like, wow, okay. Think about that. Let's take it to sports when the time is right. So he went off and started Sure People. And I jumped over to, you know, take on running Sure Athlete, which is now sport, Sure People Sports, uh, a little over 18 months, two years ago. So uh, that's where I'm at currently. So I'll, I'll put a pin in it because I know we're going to get into all that, but I hope that wasn't long, that long-winded journey uh, wasn't, wasn't too, 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 too detail-oriented, but I had to add some context to all this. So. No, I, as uh, regular listeners know, I always say this, but it's always true. I love hearing the stories and those, you know, twists and turns, uh, uh, fortuitous things that, uh, you know, lead to this job and this path rather than another. Um, you know, we're going to talk about a couple, but I, I'm intrigued about, uh, you know, going uh, from or, or coming into for you coming in and working with the Florida Marlins and, and, and the whole rebranding. And again, I've, I've been in Florida for the last 20 years, so I, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but certainly follow the local team. And it has been kind of an up and down experience, you know, for Marlins fans. Um, maybe talk, uh, give us a snapshot of, uh, you know, uh, some of the things that you did with the Marlins and, and maybe how this was, uh, this one worked out great, or maybe this one didn't work out. You have any, uh, distinct, uh, memories of your time with the Marlins? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I pride myself on my create creative, uh, juices and my outside of the box thinking, uh, lean more towards risk than some people probably would, would want, especially Major League Baseball, but all with the goal of getting people into the game, right? Like, you know, Marlins have notoriously had a attendance problem, and we started out playing in a football stadium with no roof in, in Florida in the summer, which wasn't ideal. So we had to get aggressive and get creative in terms of way to get people in the park. So one of the good things we created was what was called the Super Saturday Series. That's where we introduced a concert series and fireworks and all these giveaways. It really kind of you know, put as many, uh, you know, uh, you know in, enhancements in place to get people to kind of come out, whether you're a baseball fan or to come for the music or the fireworks or the giveaways, or we just packed it all in on, on Saturdays. It really had a positive effect and increased our, you know, the first year we did it, we increased our Saturday attendance by 45% or something like that and continued to grow from there, which was a pretty successful program. Again, you know, just finding compelling ways to get people engaged with our brand and, and, and consume our brand live. Um, so that worked out. One of the things that actually didn't work out, but kind of worked out, we, when we, we celebrated our 10th anniversary, 
um, we had the bright idea to get 10,000 dimes and paint them teal and put a little teal logo on them. Uh, so we had a nice launch event to do that uh, at a little elementary school down on South Beach. And, you know, I had all the kids involved and our mascot and maybe some of our players, great PR hit, you know, announcing our 10th anniversary. And if you find and if people found these dimes, they could redeem them for a ticket. So we we're going to circulate them. Well, on my way back to the office, uh, this at the stadium, which is now Hard Rock Stadium, our, the old stadium we played in, you know, probably maybe a 30 minute drive. Uh, I get a call on my cell as I'm approaching the building. Our receptionist says, hey, Sean, there's a, a secret service agent looking for you. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Is, is he still there? She goes, oh yeah, he went, he's in your office. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, okay. First of all, thanks for the heads up <laughs> in case I need to get out of here. That's good looking out. Uh, second of all, uh, I, I don't I wonder what he wants, but I'll, I'll be there in 10 minutes. So I walk in, the guy got the, he goes, he had, uh, like a, he had like a clipping in the newspaper, whatever it was he had. He goes, are are you guys painting money? <laughs> like, well, yeah, we, we painted 10,000 dimes teal and we're distributing them throughout the community. We redeemed for free tickets. He goes, oh, okay. Uh, well, we got a call. The Treasury Secret Service is part of the Treasury Department and somebody found out that we're painting dimes and you know, sent a tip into the Treasury Department to turn us in for defacing money. He goes, uh, just, can I just get one of them? I, I don't, it's not that big a deal, but I, I've been called and they sent me out here to have a conversation. <laughs> like, I just have one of them to take back and just show them that this is not a, you know, a massive money defacing project. <laughs> so it was good. It actually turned out we had a conversation. His son was an aspiring sports management administrator. And so we kind of had that conversation about the industry and how to get into it. And we ended up winning the world series and he was moved to the presidential detail. So he's actually at the White House. We went to visit President Bush after winning the World Series. So kind of funny. So boy, that that was a roller coaster ride, I'm sure. You know, uh, the Secret Service is waiting for you. And then uh, you know it turns out we're in the World Series. Very cool stuff. For our listeners, we're visiting with Sean Flynn. He's the president of sports and education for sure people out of Miami. We're going to find out more about sure people, but let's take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in athletic registration, but they're more than just forms and registration. Final Forms is a team. It's technology, and it's a service that provides schools with compliance, communication, and even risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with mobile accessibility, with reminders for your parents about policies, about physicals, about all the forms that go with athletics, can help with team communication, uh, attendance, and even certification management for your coaches. For athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. Plus, it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. It's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to find out exactly what Final Forms can do for you. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Sean Flynn, the president of Sports and Education for Sure People out of Miami, Florida. Sean, you certainly have had a, a wide uh, variety of background experiences in athletics, but talk a little bit about um, Sure People, um, just basically what it is. And, and I'm telling our listeners, we're going to take a much deeper dive into it later in the show. But uh, how'd you end up at Sure People, and and what do they what what do they do? Why should an AD be interested? Yeah, uh, it goes back to I mentioned uh, my, my dear friend uh, and longtime friend Nico Draculis out of Chicago. As an entrepreneur, he'd been working on many different projects, and some were some software programs and that were helping us on the marketing side. But while I was still with the Marlins, he called me up and said, "Listen, I found this thing uh, that uses data to help." 
relationships, help put people in the best positions, the best position to succeed, the right environments to succeed, you know, based on this data. Um, and I'm like, okay, wow, that sounds cool. He goes, yeah, I'm going to take it to businesses and I'm going to start working with folks and help them reduce turnover, increase productivity, and, you know, really, really, you know, start to create high-performing cultures um, and high-performing individuals. Like, wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> that sounds pretty cool if you can do that. Uh, I'd love to think about how we can bring that to sport, right? The world of athletics, whether it's professional sports, intercollegiate athletics, high school sports, Olympic sports, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I think there's an opportunity. Sports is being more uh, closely aligned with data analytics and, and using numbers and intelligent-based decisions. Um, most of that's physiological. Uh, not a lot's going on above the neck. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's an opportunity. And, you know, when Nico went out and did and proved what this thing can do and what he said it could do and had some success with the likes of Boston Children's Hospital and Johns Hopkins Medicine and Comcast Media and iRobot, um, you know, I, we had we had multiple conversations, but we finally said, listen, I, you've proven this. I, I think it's time to take this over to sport. I'm ready to make the jump over and kind of lead this effort and bring it to my world and, and start to have those conversations and, and introduce this. And really the ultimate goal here, whether it's you know, working with a hospital or working with a media company or working with a team is to help people and help organizations better themselves individually or better themselves organizationally or in departments or to really improve, you know, improve the, you know, folks' lives and organizations' success and that the bottom line. And, and, and that's the path we're on. Yeah. Again, when you and I were first talking, uh, you know, I had a chance to, you know, you took me through your website and you took me through some of the really cool things uh, about it. And uh, we are going to take that, deeper dive into it but uh, let's take another quick break uh here from one of our sponsors once again we're visiting with sean flynn he's the president of sports and education for sure people we'll be back with some more this is the educational ad podcast we also want to thank huddle for their support of the educational ad podcast remember at huddle we power sports over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate the performance of their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros are using Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Sean Flynn from Sure People. Sean, before we get into that deep dive that I keep uh, teasing our listeners about, uh, we always ask our guests about the mentors that they've had in their lives. Uh, none of us get where we're at on our own. So who are some of the people that helped you along the way? Yeah, I think there's probably three that kind of stand out and it starts, I break it down, one kind of in the middle school range, uh, one in kind of a high school range, and then one actually when I was working as an accountant. So kind of starting from the beginning and going through chronologically. Uh, the first was a teacher. I went to Our Lady of Good Counsel, a Catholic school in St. Louis, and uh, you know, the disciplinarians in the, you know, the 70s and 80s were probably well-renowned in those Catholic school systems. Uh, but there was a teacher by the name of Miss Mayhew, and uh, she was a disciplinarian, uh, but did it in a way with respect and understanding that, you know, she valued you know, what was going on with her students. And I was one who was pretty headstrong, uh, wanted to do things my way, really wasn't 
open to listening to uh, you know folks from in a you know a position of authority. Uh, she recognized that, uh, you know, found a way to kind of get me in line and, and channel and funnel my, you know, energies and what I wanted to do uh, with, with respect. I mean, there was others who tried it without respect and, you know, more of a overbearing and you know, kind of demanding manner. Uh, she was, again, you know, a disciplinarian, but at the same time, you know, with, uh, uh, a way that kind of aligned with you know my method of operation, which is a lot of what we're doing today with with your people. So, uh, you know, really, I remember her distinctly, uh, you know, kind of guiding me and, and getting me, you know, stop stop me from kind of veering down the wrong path and bringing me in with this direct, you know, approach like Sean. No, here's what you're doing wrong, dude. <laughs> Here's, here's what you need to be doing. And here's what you need to think about what you need to be doing. You figure it out, but this isn't the right way. And, you know, I'm not going to allow that to happen in here. And I think that you've got enough talent and, and there's enough, you know, you know, you've got enough attributes here to really focus and achieve a lot of things that you want to achieve. So it really, really helped you know, point me in the right direction uh, and, and let me use my own abilities to kind of craft that, but was there as a guy, a guardrail. I started to get off track. So really important in early development is, you know, I said middle school, I think she was, uh, you know, around the seventh and eighth grade time period. Um, so I, I really respected the way she approached um, at least her interactions with me, right? Uh, at that developmental age, which I guess was at 13 years old, 14 years old. So really impactful. And it's, I've carried that through. Uh, and then on to high school, uh, this guy by the name of uh, Mr. Snell or Coach Snell is the track coach. Um, I was a sprint, I ran 100 and 200. Uh, again, uh, wanted to do things my way. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to follow the plan, uh, you know, and, and, you know, in terms of training and preparing. And, you know, I figured, well, 100 and 200, I'm just going to go out and line it up. I don't, <laughs> I mean, you know, but you, you do need to prepare and train as, as, as with any sport. Um, Again, he, his approach was similar to Miss Mayhew's that, uh, you know, Sean, okay, I got it. You, you, you can do your own thing, but you know, let's figure out, you know, some parameters to kind of guide you within, right? You can, let's let you craft your own path, but let me help you do that. I'm going to work with you. I'm not going to force you into this, you know, this plan. Because I see that, so we're not going to put you in a, you know, your a circle. We're not going to force you into this square. So let's figure out a way to make this work together. I'll work with you. I'm not going to fight you on it. We're others. And I'm sure um, any of us that were back, you know, playing sports around that time or, you know, coaches my way or the highway, it certainly wasn't going to work with me. Um, you know, I wasn't going to run through the brick wall because somebody told me to run through the brick wall. I'm going to like, well, why am I going to run through the brick wall? Can we, what's the goal of that and why? So Mr. Snell, Again, I relate it to what I'm working on now. You know, he figured out, you know, his, you know, he had a, a, you know, a great understanding of, you know, his method of operation and those around him. And individually, he worked with the two different sets of characteristics and formed a, a connection, a relationship and a bond. So um, really, really found that to be. Uh, different from the experiences I had playing in other sports and other coaches at that time. Um, and I it, really grateful that I had that time and to spend with him um, and, and the way he handled and went about kind of coaching and guiding and developing and teaching. So uh, powerful, powerful uh, way to go about it really made an impact, um, at least for me uh, and others I spoke to. And I know that he's made an impact because a side, a side story to that if you watch a show called Ozark on Netflix, are you familiar with that? Oh yeah. Um, so the drug dealers family, what their name is? It's, Snell. Yeah, but it escapes me now. Uh, it's Snell. No, and no. The, when I, when Ozark first came, uh, the guy went to high school with me. He was a couple of years ahead of me, but when Ozark first came out, I, I recognize all of these names. Snell was one of them. There's another a bunch of references. I'm from St. Louis, it's in the Ozark. Um, so 
the guy from Ozark went to high school, he ran track for Coach Snell, and he used his name in Ozark. So he obviously made an impact on this kid because he's got to be using him in his, in his show. So Mr. Snell, who passed away last year, rest his soul, has made a lot of, uh, has, has had an impact on a lot of people. Um, and then the third was uh, a manager of mine when I was an accountant. He, he, knew, he knew I was miserable. He knew that, you know, I'd, I wasn't, meant to be an accountant, although functionally, technically, I, you know, it, was, it came easy to me. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, as opposed to kind of just, you know, again, do your work, get it done. Here's your reports, get all this done. We knew that was the underlying. Yes, of course I need to do that. But, but Sean, listen, let's talk about what, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? If this isn't the path you're on, you have the ability to do this and you have the skill set to do it, but it doesn't seem to be clicking you know, let's have a conversation about what, you know, where are you going to go? What do you want to do? There's a path for you here. There's a clear pathway for you here to succeed and have a great career, you know, with this organization and beyond with others. Um, but it doesn't seem to be working out. And to have that open and honest conversation about that and kind of, you know, he actually um, worked there. He was older than I was, was the manager or supervisor. And he actually had worked there for you know, 10 or 15 years before I arrived as a new kid out of college. Um, you know, he, we had that conversation and he's, listen, I'm, I'm, you know, although I'm going into this and in whatever year I'm in 15 or whatever it is, he goes, I'm, I'm thinking about transition, you know, making a transition myself. I'm, I want to go back and be a professor. I may, you know, go back in my PhD and teach at the collegiate level. So I hear you. Let's kind of talk this through. So I respected that, you know, others, I don't know if it would have been an open to have, you know, that conversation with, with one of their employees or, or, or folks on their staff to really have an open and honest dialogue about, you know, where do you want to go? What are you doing with yourself? I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're you know, once you figure out what aligns with where you have a passion for and what you want to do. So really respected him for that. And then and, and always, always remember that and carry. So all three of those that kind of carry through again, you kind of, when I think about what I'm doing today with sure people, all that aligns with it, right? It's really understanding people, understanding, understanding yourself, understanding others and putting them in the best position to kind of succeed and, and develop and, and really foster. So, um, you know, as I think back and, you know, we, we talked about, you know, those mentors that just kind of now it's all clicking, right? It kind of, they all tie back in. So it, it makes sense that I'm working on a project kind of aligns with some of the positive experiences I've had. You know, it, it amazes me, but it, it really doesn't amaze me uh, how many times people go back and talk about teachers they had or particularly coaches that had that impact. You don't realize at the time, uh, and sometimes you do, but uh, you know, now, you know, you take those lessons out with the people that you work with and, you know, you don't realize it, they don't realize it, but you're mentoring them as well. You know, really appreciate you sharing that stuff. For listeners, we've been visiting with Sean Flynn. He's the president of sports and education for sure people out of Miami. And when we come back, we're going to take that deep dive into what Sure People is, what it does, and why you as an athletic director, as a coach, as a leader, should think about getting in touch with Sean and finding out how it can impact your program. So please stay with us. We'll be right back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. Hey, welcome back everyone. We're visiting with Sean Flynn from Sure People. Um, Sean, when we connected, uh, um, I think it's probably about a month ago, um, you know, you did a great job of explaining to, you know, let's say me, a cynical athletic director on exactly what sure people is, what's involved, 
and how it can impact, um, you know, student athletes and, and coaches and ADs. So I'm going to give you a chance to take that deep dive. Uh, for our listeners, uh, you're not going to have the benefit of the visual right now. Uh, you know, the episode will go up on YouTube in a while, but Sean, you know, tell that uh, cynical AD that might be listening, you know, why sure people is something they really need to check out. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line, you know, well, in short summary, it's a psychometric and behavioral analytics platform, but it really helps, you know, with three things. One helps individuals understand themselves, right, and go on this roadmap to self-awareness and self-mastery. Um, but almost more importantly, it helps with relationships and helps with connectivity and helps with communication, right? Just it gives you the opportunity to uh, maybe have a breakthrough with, you know, whether it's a staff member, uh, a coach, uh, a student athlete um, that you've had an impasse with, or somebody's new, they just stepped into the, you know, on, on the campus or into an organization on the team, and you haven't had time to really figure them out. You know, this helps you immediately do that, right? By using this data and some of the tools that we have that we'll talk about. Uh, and then thirdly, it kind of helps you, you know, the collective, you know, whether that's a staff, you know, an administrative staff or a coaching staff or a roster, it helps, you know, build that culture and that chemistry that helps, you know, high, help create kind of this high performing unit, um, all based on this data and understanding yourself and those around you. So I'll uh, share my screen. I know some of the, some folks are listening with audio, but you know, once they can get on YouTube and this is up, they'll be able to kind of check out what this platform looks like, but I'll start with, you know, what you know, we have, you know, again, it, it's all, it's all based on, um, you know, our algorithms and our AI uh, by using this data. The process starts with getting folks to take uh, a questionnaire survey, some call it. It takes about 30 minutes uh, and it gives what we call and kind of the art, we own the IP, the intellectual property, a prism portrait, a prism, right? And that's measured in seven different modules. Uh, personality, personality under pressure, motivation, fundamental needs, uh, decision-making, conflict management, uh, and processing, how you process information. So seven really important modules that help, you know, get an understanding of the way you tick, your makeup, your method of operation of those around you, right? Uh, that prism portrait, we go through third-party validity. So it's not us, you know, in our garages or in our, in our room kind of just say, hey, this is great. We go through third-party validity and reliability every other year by a group a company out of the UK. So we've got scientific, you know, kind of validation for this. Uh, it's valid from a ninth grade education level and above. So, you know, it's applicable to, you know, obviously the high school student athletes, and, you, know, you know, college student athletes and, you know, some of the, from the folks that uh, are on or listening in or watching this. Um, it's 47 different nationalities and demographics. Uh, we do have a Spanish version of it. We do have other languages that are coming on board, but we do have it in English and Spanish. So it's certainly applicable to all the folks that are kind of listening here or watching it on, on this. Um, so what do, you, what do you do with that, right? What do you what do you do? Now you get somebody to take 30 minutes or so, they go through, they fill it out. And now we've got, all right, we've got this prison portrait. We've got these kind of seven different modules. And, um, you know, this is shown graphically. There's a, a, a you know, a graphic, a graphic representation of, of each of those different modules. And as you kind of click through it, and if, you're, if you've got the opportunity to, to watch this on YouTube, you, you can click through and see it. I'm going through personality, right? Personality under pressure. There's, we found about 50% of the population shifts uh, under pressure uh, in terms of the way they present themselves, their personality. Um, processing, how do you take information? How are you energized by information coming in? Decision-making. Right? Are you outward? Are you inward? Are you rapid? Or, or, or are you careful in your decision-making process? Conflict management, are you collaborating or accommodating, compromising, you avoid, or are you compete? Uh, motivation, we've got a couple different segments here. The why, right? Or the how, you know, are you more motivated by attainment of goals or recognition for efforts? Are you more power or compliant? You know, activity versus affiliation. Is it all about who you're with, the affiliation, or what you're doing, right, in terms of motivation? Uh, and then the fundamental needs, right? This is broken into three areas, control, security, and significance. And where do those fly? I mean, this is the fundamental needs kind of drive, you know, a lot of this and who you are. So, you know, 
understanding this number one about yourself is very important and our platform is full of content there's video content audio content there's articles that's kind of generated and populated by your prison profile your prison portrait right who you are so you can start to understand what all of this means in each of those modules we also offer kind of this roadmap to self-mastery it's kind of a 24-step process that you know, an individual can go through called Prism Insights for Action. And you kind of just go through and understand you dig that you, you know, you take that deep dive into what's this data mean? How is this affecting other people in general? You know, what can I do? What are some, if I've got some blind spots, you know, how do I adjust that? What do I take a look at? The one thing to remember about the Prism portrait, we're not measuring good or bad or right or wrong or waving red flags. None of that. This is just who who a person is, what makes, you know, how do they line on, you know, are they careful when they make a decision or, or rapid, uh, you know, are, are they more, you know, from a personality standpoint, are they relational as opposed to kind of mission oriented, right? Are they power as opposed to adaptable, who's a one-on-one -on -one kind of loyalist as opposed to a kind of a, a leader standing in front of everybody? Nothing right or wrong about any of that. That's just who they are. So now this first step is getting people on the platform, understand, you know, you know, in cases of student athletes, you know, a lot of times, you know, we're not giving them the ability to kind of go you know, dig into this, right? We just help them kind of understand a little bit from a prison platform standpoint. Um, but if you're inclined, somebody on staff or a coach, or even want your student athletes, they can take this journey. It's part of the platform. It lives their life, right? So what do you do with that in terms of the relationship stuff? So we've got a couple of tools uh, that help there. One is in this next step, Here's the one-on-one, -on -one, right? In, in terms of lining two people up side by side and giving them really direct coach, coaching counsel uh, um, in terms of building that relationship and that connectivity. So I'll use myself and one of our board members, our advisory board members, which are baseball fans. It's uh, Andre Dawson, a Hall of Famer, former Expo and Cub. Uh, so when you look at this, now we've got, you can look at this graphically, right? You can line Andre and myself up side by side and look at what that looks like graphically in terms of, you know, how we may align or, or have some areas we may butt heads or where we're completely different. But more importantly, we've got what we call coaching communication. And if you're, when you see this in a video format, um, you can see this where we line people up side by side. So it'll give me direct communication counsel when I'm interacting with Andre, right? So Sean should make an effort to, or Sean should avoid. Conversely, you know, what Andre should make an effort to, or what Andre should avoid. And that'll shift, we, we, neither of us shift under pressure, but if we shift it under pressure, that directive would change. So this is that quick hit, that quick understanding. If somebody's new, you know, or you've got a whole roster of folks, you got a football team of, you know, 80, 75 kids, or you've got a large staff, and you're just trying to create connectivity with people and you, you know you don't have the bandwidth or the time to kind of dig in and have those deep dives you know individually with them but this helps you immediately so new people coming in there's an impasse you've got this quick hit right away and it's really powerful you know gives you that extra step of helping you communicate helping you put people in the best position that they're comfortable in based on your personality and your motivation you know, your, your overall prison portrait and theirs. Really powerful one-on-one -on -one tool. So we've got the individual journey. Now we've got the one-on-one -on -one tool. And then we've got what we call team advisor, which is three or more, right? That's when you get into a group, whether it's a staff, you know, like I said before, it's a the administrative staff or a coaching staff or a roster of a team, you know, whatever group it may be, um, you go to team advisor. It does the same type of thing. I'll, I'll use a, a group here as you those who are watching this on video uh, with our advisors, one of which was Andre, who we just showed. But uh, we've got a group here of, I got seven people on this one. So, you know, it's again, just like relationship advisor, it shows this graphically by module. So you can kind of go through each of the different modules, personality and processing from a graphic representation standpoint and start to, you know, once you kind of become adept at reading this, you can kind of identify or start to identify you know, areas where you, know, you may be lacking, you know, you've got a lot of powers here. We don't have a lot of relational people. Uh, what, how's that going to play itself out? But just like a relationship advisor, we can click over and we'll give you a report. Uh, we call it traits. 
And you can view the report in each of the different modules and gives you some insight on what to do here. So it gives you the strengths of that particular group, potential liabilities of that group, what you should watch out for, and then advice and strategies on that group. You know, this helps you, again, start to build that chemistry and starts to build that, that culture uh, to hopefully help you become a high-performing team culture, high-performing organizational or successful culture. Again, all based on this data. And you know, our overall you know, kind of philosophy here is data to insights to action. And it's ever evolving because you know, people are coming and going, uh, rosters are changing, staff comes in and out. Um, so you know, this lives in real time and you can go in and get these quick hits. Now we've got a lot of other tools on here, one of which is a survey tool we call the Pulse Survey, uh, which is an on-demand anonymous survey that you can send out at any time off the platform. We have some questions that we build that are geared towards the data that we've collected, um, but it helps us kind of have checkpoints along the way. Or if there's just one question that happens, something happened on, on at campus or at the school or something happened in the community, and you want to get a quick read or a quick pulse on how that affects your staff or your student athletes, you can use our survey tool. Uh, and we can correlate that data or that, that the responses to what we're hearing from those groups back to the data that we have and give real prescriptive recommendations or prescriptions on how to react to what's just happened. So, you know, this is, you know, this, this data helps us become real kind of predictive in nature of what's going to happen and then real prescriptive in terms of recommendations on how to, you know, react to that and put things back on the right course if they've gone off, off track. And then we got a lot more, like we can dig into the weeds with spectrum analytics, and we have 360 reports and things, but I'll put a pin in it right there and, uh, and stop because I know I can, I can keep going. So. No, it, it was, again, it was great because I could see what was going on, but uh, I think you also did a really good job of articulating that for our listeners. Um, this is, you know, that next level stuff that the pros are doing, that colleges are doing. I know you've got some, you know, very, uh, some big name clients too. Um, and I think for the high school AD and the high school coach that uh, becomes the early adopters of this, and I know there's some already out there, uh, they're really going to see that difference because uh, the stuff, I mean, it works. It, it's that mental health, that mental performance component that so often coaches want to do, but they just never get around to doing. Um, Sean, um, if one of our listeners wants to get a hold of you, and I certainly hope they do follow up on this, what's the website and how can maybe they reach out to you personally to find out more? Yeah, you can go to sureathlete.com or surepeople.com. They're two different sites right now, but you can go to our website or just send an email to me. It's simple, it's Sean at surepeople.com. Uh, S-E-A-N at surepeople, S-U-R-E people.com. And, uh, you know, happy to have a chat and kind of talk it through. So uh, pretty simple to get hold. I'm on LinkedIn too, so you can find me there as well. There you go. All right. Uh, we're going to be back with some more. Uh, Sean Flynn from Sure People. This is the Educational AD Podcast. The data. Uh, we want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs, you know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're visiting with Sean Flynn from Sure People. Sean, one of the questions we've been asking our ADs recently has to do with this idea of, of coaching toughness. A uh, hundred years ago, when I was in high school, um, you know, my coaches would say things like, you know, come on, guys, you got to be tough or, you know, come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And, and we knew what they meant. Um, you know, over the years, I think we've 
uh, gotten better and, and we found better ways to communicate those ideas, you know, to our stu student athletes. But toughness is a, a very important part of athletics and an important part of life. So uh, my question to you is, you know, how can an athletic director or coach uh, help a kid these days to develop toughness while also being aware of and sensitive to the, the very real social emotional challenges that a generation Z kid is experiencing. Do you have any advice for us? Uh, yeah, as they were saying that your old coaches, I, I referenced a good experience with a coach earlier. I, I could probably reference a couple bad experiences where um, the, uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of butting heads and certainly didn't recognize me or how I would react to things as his way or the highway. Right? Um, so uh, as I think about that, um, you know, there's gotta be, you know, there is some toughness that needs to be development, but everybody needs to be developed. Right. But everybody does that in their own way or a different way. And that's the one thing our platform does is help identify what that is. I always use the term, uh, I won't say it as colorfully as I usually say it, but, uh, somebody needs a kick in the, in the behind or uh, somebody else may need a hug. Right. You, your ultimate goal is to get them to where they need to be. But the person who needs a kick in the behind, if you're hugging them, that's not going to work. <laughs> They're going to be like, what's going on? I'm not react this, they have a negative reaction. Or certainly if, if somebody who needs a hug, you're kicking them in the behind, that's not working. Uh, and, you know, that's even more evident in today with this generation, right, of, of student athletes that are in high school and college now. You know, they're more open and uh, or they need and want kind of this individualized and and appropriate uh interaction and relationship with those around them uh, so you know I, I, it goes back to again the, you know the three people that had a positive effect on me they kind of int intuitively figured out you know how sean works right and let's communicate and interact with sean in the best way that he'll accept that so ultimately leading me, Sean, here's where you need to get to, you know, you need to have this resilience and toughness and, you know, to survive, especially in athletics. Um, but there's different ways to do that and there's different approaches. So when you look at, you know, the best of the best in terms of coaching and building people up and putting them in the best position to succeed and uh, preparing them for competition, you know, a guy like Phil Jackson, he had all these individuals from a Jordan to a Robinson to a Pippin to a Kukoc and this collection of people that are completely different. Intuitively, he figured out how to individualize his communication with each of them. It wasn't a one way, my way or the highway or one system. It was Rodman needs this, Jordan needs this, Pippin needs this, you know, Bill Whittington needs this. And that's the success, right? And so, you know, as we're thinking about interacting with, you know, a lot of folks, high school student athletes and in athletic departments at the high school level, you know, you've got to think about the individual, the old, my way or the highway, or I'm going to coach the way I was coached, or I'm going to lead the way that I, I want to be led. That, that's not universally accepted. And that's, you know, the, I'll go back to my buddy Nico who founded all this and he brings up a story all the time when in one of his early businesses, he's starting out and he had a group of people and as a visionary, he's got this plan. He's got 10 people in the room. You know, three of them are like, yeah, they listen to his impassioned speech about rah, rah. He's like up here in personality. You know, four people in the middle are like, eh, that sounds pretty good. They're kind of nodding their head. And then the three over there are like, and he's walked away thinking, what's wrong with these people? These three people are idiots. They need to get out of here. These four need some work. And these three are superstars. Now he's realized, and that's why he kind of fell in love with what we do. And why I have as well, like, eh, you know what? They're probably all great. <laughs> it wasn't them. It was you. And you kind of need to figure that out. All right. So you know, even without a tool like ours, you got to spend some, a little bit of time. I know there's, you know, <laughs> small bandwidths, but you know, try to try to think in those perspectives that, you know, it's not only your way and the way you think that you may want to be led or coached or the way you were coached. It's you got to mix who you are with the, the folks around you. So um, and that ultimately leads to, you know, putting them in this position of having this resilience and toughness to kind of to kind of advance and succeed.
Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it, it just comes down to, you know, the communication, getting to know your athletes as, as students, as people. I know, by the way, they're also athletes. And I think it just underscores, you know, the value of the program that, uh, that you guys are sharing through Sure People. You know, very neat stuff. Sean, this has been really cool, you know, uh, visiting with you again, getting to know the, a little bit more about you and the program. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. You certainly had a, a wide uh, variety of experiences in the athletic world. But in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. And our AD Toolbox segment is sponsored by Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. We're going to take a quick break and hear from Athletic Surveys. But when we come back, we're going to find out what Sean Flynn is going to put in his Athletic Director Toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the players who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone. Once again, we've been visiting with Sean Flynn from True uh, People. Um, Sean, um, what would you put into a brand new athletic director's toolbox to help them do the very best job they could? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take an approach of kind of what their skill set should be, right? What 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 they need to kind of bring to the table with them. And I always start number one is creativity. Uh, and that's just not creativity and how to come up with the, you know, to be able to draw or, or you know, come up with a, a story. Uh, creativity in general, which is a problem solving, right? It helps you problem solve. It helps you be proactive. It helps you, you know, think about what's next. So creativity is number one on my list. And I always use that with anybody. If anybody brings that to the table, I'd say, listen, if you can show creativity, no matter what field you're in or, or what you're doing in life, creativity is going to give you the kind of ability to think your way through things. You think of what may be coming up ahead and, and, and think of ways to work through things that may pop up that you never even had an idea were there. But creativity, number one. Uh, number two is resilience, right? I mean, there's all kinds of issues that happen constantly. Uh, resilience is a powerful, powerful tool and a powerful skill to have, um, especially in the world of athletics and, and, and high school in general, right? I mean, there's so many things that happen in the world in the day-to-day, day -day, long-term, over the year, over a career, uh, the ability to bounce back and, uh, you know, forge ahead uh, is, is powerful. Uh, and the third one is the ability to listen. Uh, a lot of times people are excited and they want to tell you how much they know and how much they figured out and you know, the plan they've got, especially somebody who's creative, but listen, stop, gather information, uh, hear folks out, uh, whether, you know, as an athletic director, whether that's a student athlete that's come to you and they've got a problem or a coach has come to you because he's got a problem with administration or administrators come to you because they got a problem with coaches or student athlete. Uh, listen, hear everyone out, uh, and then use your creativity and your resilience to find a pathway forward, right? Uh, and then, of course, you have to have, you know, sure people sports as your fourth item in that toolbox to help you do all this up to above. So uh, I think that's that'd probably a good starting point for folks. All great tools. Uh, resiliency is one of my favorite words. Uh, you know, long, I'm a longtime track coach, and we always talk about the 
resiliency of, you know, the muscle, the limb, the joint uh, on impact, you know, long jump, triple jump, et cetera, resiliency, uh, that ability to recover. Great stuff. You mentioned sure people. Once again, uh, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain, find out a little bit more about the program, uh, what's the website again and what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, you go to sureathlete.com. Uh, there's actually a contact page on there. Uh, you can go to surepeople.com uh, or Sean, S-E-A-N, at surepeople.com. So feel free to reach out or LinkedIn. You can find me on there and send a, send a message as well. Okay. Sean Flynn, Sure People, thanks so much for being on the podcast and all the best moving forward. Yeah, appreciate the time. Thanks, Jake. For listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again just about every single day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing.